This is Ethics and Etiquette, a thought-provoking discussion about everyday dilemmas. Our goal here is to offer you insights and perspectives on sticky situations that will help you to examine your choices and exercise your own ethical muscles. I'm your host, Marna Ashburn, here with wife, mother, and attorney, Kelly Halligan-Zimmerman. Good morning, Kelly. Hi, Marna. Hi, Mike. Good morning, everybody. And Mike Derrick, a retired Army officer, combat vet, and father of four. Hi, Mike. Hey, good morning, Marna, and good morning, Kelly. We're tackling some questions about tipping today. With COVID restrictions still in place, a lot of people are ordering takeout from restaurants and picking it up themselves. Are you expected to tip on a takeout order? Now, I confess for many years, I didn't tip for takeout orders. I figured I was doing the work picking it up and there was no service involved, so why tip? I've changed my mind a little bit and I'll tell you why, but first I want to hear from Mike. Mike, should you tip on a takeout order? Wow. Okay. Right off the bat, huh, Marna? Okay. You're Um, on the spot. Or would you tip, I should say. Yeah, this is a tough one. And, you know, I always kind of go to the, it's it's always situational. Takeout order. Is that that Starbucks? I typically don't tip at Starbucks. I may round up on the credit card uh, receipt to the nearest dollar. But, you know, it's not something that I am accustomed to doing because I very seldom go to Starbucks and we don't have one in our hometown. Now, So just, just for standardization's yeah, yeah, sake, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. Think, I'm thinking if you and Kathy want to order from a local restaurant dinner uh-huh. and you do, and then you go pick it up and bring it home. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Well, you have to see our situation. We have two restaurants and a diner in our, in our town. And we know them, and they know us. So, yes, I tip there. Really? Two? Mm-hmm. Come on. <laughs> you have two? Yes, yes. Does that surprise you? <laughs> I've been I've been to Peru. I'm not sure you have oh, two. Oh, we're moving up. We're moving up, okay? <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, we're not quite Montreal yet, but uh, we're, we're moving in the right direction. So, again, for me, it's very local. And I've gotten to the point where I kind of, I mean, we have, we have between our town and and the nearby city we have some we have some great restaurants and and you get to know you get to know them and you know your favorites and you tend to go back to those so there's six or seven not that we're eating out now the last year but you get to know them and so it's a little more personal so if it's personal like that yes I do tip if I'm in a city away and I'm walking up to a counter and I'm picking up my meal in a styrofoam uh, clamshell I'm probably not going to tip very much so so situational, depending on if you're a regular customer and you know them, you will tip. Right, yeah. Do you tip 20%? No, not in that case. I mean, for me, 20% is when I have sat down in a restaurant and someone has repeatedly come to the table. Okay. And they're back and forth and back and forth. That That's when we get into the 20% realm, you know, if the service has been good. Okay. That that's what seems right to me. Now I'm very interested to do this podcast today because I, I know these norms are are changing. You know, Kathy and I lived in Germany for for quite a few years, and entirely different set of rules over there. So you know, I'm I'm interested to hear where we're headed with this. Okay, Kelly, let's hear from you. Do you tip on a takeout order? I don't. I, I just don't. <laughs> I don't know that I have a lot more to say. What I will say is I really appreciate service industry workers, especially now. Their efforts should not go unnoticed or unrewarded. But with a pickup order, I mean, basically the chef makes it in the kitchen. They bring it out. You know, the person at the cash register has it sitting there. You know, I drive there. I walk in. Unless there's some unusual circumstances, I am not going to tip. I think tipping is tied to 
the individual's wage, right? And a waiter or a waitress, a server, they don't even make minimum wage. You know, they make a couple of bucks an hour and they're not properly compensated. The whole structure is based upon them receiving a tip and they depend on that gratuity. And that's when, you know, as Mike pointed out, I will tip. But for a pickup, no. Okay, so Kelly says no tipping on takeout. Mike says yes, tip, not 20% though. I say I never used to tip on takeout, but I do now, and I'll tell you why. Because several years ago, I worked part-time in a restaurant for a friend who owned the restaurant, and a lot of his staff had gone back to college at the end of the summer, so he needed some short-term help. And I was the hostess, and I took the to-go orders and got them ready. And that's when I found out how much work it is involved in putting together these takeout orders. In addition to seating people and kind of running the front of the house, someone has to take the order, someone has to put it to, into the kitchen, someone has to get the drinks and sauces, someone has to bag it, someone has to ring it up. Sometimes, even today, they'll run it out to the car for you and you pull up, they'll deliver it to the car. Sometimes I even called the folks at home to tell them that their order was ready if they weren't there. So, after I discovered how much work it was, I started tipping on takeout orders. But Marna, wasn't that your job? You were, should have been being paid minimum wage as a hostess. I mean, what you're describing sounds like your typical responsibilities. I was being paid minimum wage, a little more than a server. But um, yeah, so, like I well, said, I mean, it was eye-opening for me how much work it was. It's a lot more than a server, though, right? Pardon me? I mean, it's, it's a lot more than a server because the server's making a couple of bucks an hour and, and minimum wage is, we're getting close to 15 now, right? No, it was nowhere near 15. No. But maybe maybe it was seven something. Yeah. Because I think yeah. that's what it was. But still, that's a big difference. I, I, I don't mean to be difficult. Mm-hmm. Now, I think if they run it out to the car, like I will say during COVID, we did really make an effort at least once a week, even, you know, when it's gotten really bad to go to to go to local restaurants or to purchase from local businesses, because so many were closing. And if we had something run out to the car, absolutely gave a tip, no doubt about it. But if I'm walking in, you know, I, I, I think that's, that's your job. I don't mean to sound cold. I think I sound cold. But <laughs> well, uh, my point is, you think that the server or the people at the restaurant are not doing anything if you're picking it up to go. And my point is, they are doing a lot of work because I experienced it. So I think 10% is a good amount to tip, not necessarily 20%, but 10%, Mm -hmm. maybe more, more, maybe 15% if it's a large order or complicated with lots of substitutions. Yeah. So yeah, I would say tip on takeout. I've changed my mind on that. All right, I'm learning stuff already. Earlier, one of you made a comment about, um, you know, the way the landscape has changed here in the last year with COVID, I will tell you that has changed my tipping habits dramatically because we've watched restaurants, which, you know, here in New York State, we've had some very dark, dark days and they closed everything. And then, you know, they were allowed to incrementally open so they could do takeout and then they could do 25% in the dining room and so on and so forth. And we've watched these restaurants, you know, which probably are pretty tightly run affairs already. They're not making a lot of money. Um, wondering if they're going to hang on. And I can't think of one within, you know, one of our favorites that has gone under yet, which is amazing to me. And so when we go there, whether it's takeout or dine-in, we are very generous when we tip because, you know, the fact that they're still there is somewhat remarkable. Yeah. Are you so. patronizing them a little bit more? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, kind of what I think, too. I, I made this note in my notes 
I say be generous for the service they provide, especially now with the economic downturn. If you can, everybody needs a little bit of help. Yeah, it's uh, it's a great that's a great point, and I I, I kind of get the sense that that's the feeling you know across this whole country. You know, I at least I would hope so. That kind of hey, we we're we've been in a really rough patch here, and we gotta we're in this together. And if you if you appreciate a restaurant in your hometown, well, you probably ought to go there every now and then. Yeah, you know they need you, especially yeah. now. Mm-hmm. So I haven't used these services, but they're really hitting the big time in the past year. The restaurant delivery services such as DoorDash and Uber Eats. What's the rule for tipping on these? Because I know that. The folks who work for them depend on tips for living wage. Um, an article I just read on Eater.com said $5 is the minimum tip on a food order, or 20%, whichever is larger. Kelly, you say you say your son has used DoorDash and Uber Eats. Oh, I want to hear this. I want to hear this. Our 15-year-old Bobby is, you know, he's an expert when it comes to buying. <laughs> He's like a professional. Um, He loves DoorDash. Sometimes if dinner isn't to his liking, he'll say, don't worry about it, Mom. I'll just get DoorDash. (laughs) I try to explain to him. (laughs) Oh, sounds like a mutiny, Kelly. (laughs) I know. Is this a mutiny? Probably. But he does... Seriously, like if we're out or, you know, running errands, he he will use DoorDash. And he's super skilled at it. He loves it. He uses Apple Pay. To him, you know, he says, Mom, don't worry about it. I've got Apple Pay. It's like magic money. Yeah, it's uh, not real money. <laughs> he doesn't realize it's tied to my credit card. Um, but, yes, he, they really do a great job, I have to say. Um, I think once or twice we've used them through Bobby. Like, he's like, I got it. I'll do the order. Um, Bobby, you know, he's so darn generous. Yeah. Picking yeah, up the tab does, for dinner. How does Bobby tip? <laughs> I got to pay attention to that, Mike, because I have a feeling he's very generous. Um, I, I have to look closely at my credit card. But um, you, you, you do pay, I think, a delivery charge. And then in addition, through the app, you can tip. Um, and the delivery charge is different um, than the tip um, for the delivery person. Um, so I think that we, meaning Bobby, usually <laughs> does the tip through the app. And um, and then voila, magically, the food shows up. And it usually takes about 30 to 45 minutes in our area. It's really a wonderful service and very convenient. Um, and it goes across all the different local restaurants. You can do McDonald's. You can do anything. He's had friends over and done McDonald's. It's mm-hmm. kept a lot of restaurants alive, too. Good point. So, yeah. Yeah. And then the people that work for DoorDash, it's a wonderful way to earn a living because I think you can kind of pick your own hours. and You can. Um, work around school. I I know that my daughter who's in college has friends, you know, who are really busy athletes and students and, you know, to pick up some extra money, they'll do um, deliveries on the weekend, you know, when they're not out of town, you know, at a at an athletic event. And they're just they they squeeze it in where they can to pick up some extra cash. What I would say, you know, I I joke about Bobby and Apple Pay, you know, his magic money. is that cash is something that we aren't using a lot now. Yeah, that's right. But it's really important, um, I think, to try to tip in cash as much as you can. It makes a big difference, I think, for these um, service workers. So, you know, we really try to carry cash and, you know, give the person, try to, you know, socially distance, obviously, but give them five bucks for the delivery at least, um, 
and, and when we're at a restaurant, even if we pay with a credit card, which we usually do, generally, um, you know, if I forget, my husband will say, use cash. Wow. Cash. Yeah, that's a great reminder, Kelly, because I, I tell you, I don't carry much cash anymore. Yeah, in the case of my uh, hair salon, what they were using to run credit cards for a while, you couldn't even put a tip on the credit card receipt. So it's always good to have some cash on, on hand for those moments when you can't tip on a credit card. Yeah. yeah, it just and it just makes a difference because people can put it in their pocket and they don't have to worry about the tax consequences. And I think that's important for people who are making, you know, so little money. Yeah, it's more immediacy. Let's move on to the next tipping topic. I just went out to eat with some friends and when the credit card was rung, the receipt listed several suggested tip amounts based on percentages. The thing was, they calculated the tip on the after-tax amount. When you calculate your tips, do you tip on the amount after-tax or before-tax? Kelly? I always tip on the full amount. On the tax. full amount. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Because you're generous that way. <laughs> I just don't think it matters. I mean, I, I, I really think, you know, subtracting out the tax, I mean, it's, why bother? I mean, if if you have good service, give them 20%. It's not that big of a difference. Plus, I'm not a math person. It's <laughs> yeah, it's it's not, often it's not a lot of, a big difference. Yeah, Mike, what do they, you say? Yeah, I'm with Kelly on that. I frankly don't pay that much attention to it. I look for a number at the bottom of the bill. What I will pay attention to is quality of service. So if it's really good, I mean, exceptional, then it's 20 plus. If not, then it's less. And um, that's more of my concern. One thing that jumps to mind here is, you know, I over the years, you, know, you get those coupons for like 20% off or something at a restaurant. And um, I always make sure that I'm tipping on the amount before the deduction. Um, Good point. You know, like whatever, you know what I mean? Those coupons you get for yeah. to bring people yeah. through the front door. So Yeah, that's a great point. Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I tip on the pre-tax amount. <laughs> wow, this is really interesting, you know, our different <laughs> habits here. <laughs> do you have like a calculator and kind of figure it out, Marna, or do you rely on those pre-calculations that you talked about that the restaurant provides? Oh, I swag it in my head. 10% of the subtotal is, and then I just double it. So That's interesting. So I, I figured gotta... out it comes to about 18% of the uh, post-tax amount, so... Oh, really? Still okay. generous. Yeah. Here's something I do. I'll share this with you guys. Marnie, you'll probably edit this out. But um, I always round the amount I pay to any sort of service. I always round up to the nearest dollar so that when I look at my credit card receipt, which I do like once a month, very briefly, if it doesn't end in zero, zero, I go, oh, What's that? That probably shouldn't be there. I don't think Dave Ramsey would be good with that. <laughs> well, yeah, Dave has called me on this one. You know, I have my reasons. Yeah. Now, Mike, you say you tip extra for exceptional service. What happens if you've eaten at a restaurant and the food was bad or the wait to get the food was long or the service was poor? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you ever entirely stiff the server? No, unless there's just... I, I can't think of a time I've ever done that. I will, you know... I definitely will provide feedback to the kitchen. Now, I'm not one of those difficult diners, you know, who, like, sends a steak back twice. Um, but if something isn't right, and, I, and I, I'm and i a good enough cook to kind of know what right looks like, 
um, I will tell them. And, you know, they typically, they very seldom get, patrons never very seldom take the time to comment on a meal. And so they'll, they take that very seriously. But I, I wouldn't penalize the server in that case. You comment positive and negative? Yes, right. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Yeah, if, if something's remarkable, I'll ask the server to tell the chef I really appreciated that and I'd like to know how he did it or she <laughs> did it. Yeah. Because, um, you know, sometimes these things they come up with are just amazing. So. Yeah. Yeah. Kelly? Well, I don't think you should ever stiff anybody, you know, unless they're downright hostile or the food is just god-awful. So, you know, maybe you go down to 10% if it's if it's really a problem. Uh, but then you have to let them know. I, I think you have to communicate. Um, I really can't think of situations where something's been so bad that we've we've gone that low. Usually what we'll do is, you know, leave 15% and then just kind of not go back if it's, you know, if it just seems like not the right place for us. And we are not picky. I mean, it doesn't take much to, to make us happy. I can think of a, an occasion in the last year where we went to a local restaurant. They weren't busy. We went in kind of late, you know, like for a late dinner, might have been about eight o'clock on a weeknight. And the service was awful. They were not busy. The server was really attending to this one table, kept coming over and apologizing, you know, wasn't really paying attention to us. We ordered, I think, um, an appetizer. It never came. Um, There just were like numerous problems. And she kept apologizing, but clearly didn't mean it. Kind of, I think, you know, I think my husband left like 15%. We just were like, yeah, we're not going to go back. Uh, because there was a manager out on the floor and wasn't stepping in to help, wasn't stepping in to, to give guidance or coaching. It just, you know. Just wasn't kinda, managing, in other words. Yeah, it just didn't. Yeah. You know, the, there was a lack of leadership. It just didn't seem like the place was well. So we just kind of. We didn't so reducing the tip amount, but never eliminating yeah. it entirely. Yeah, I just feel like there's something, um, you know, cruel in doing that. Yeah. <laughs> The only time I've done it was when I was treated very rudely by a server. Oh, yeah. And um, and he, um, it was at a, a bar, uh, restaurant bar in the Baltimore airport, and I just had a simple order, which after 20 minutes had not come out, and I asked him to check on it, and he said, I put it in, it's in there, it's back there in the kitchen. 20 more minutes passed, and I asked him to check again, and it had never been put in. So 40 minutes I've been sitting there. Uh, oh, wow, uh, yeah. Even even after asking him to check on it once, so I didn't leave a tip. Well, I didn't get any food for one thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's one where you probably yeah. want to yeah, talk to the manager. The problem with a place like that, though, Marna, is they don't have to win your business. Like they may never see you again. That's right. And that's the yeah. that's the good thing about local True. places. Is you know, in an airport, they sort of have a captive audience. Well, what do they care? That's a good point. And I also want to point out sometimes when you go to a restaurant, if the food is bad or the wait is long, it's not always the server's fault. It could be a kitchen problem or yeah. mm-hmm. something else. So it's not fair to punish the server. Definitely. He or she is doing the best she can. they can. I've been a waitress in high school and college, and it's a lot of work. It's, it's hard work. So It's really hard. I, I agree. I was a waitress during law school. And you know, there are some wonderful customers, and there are some really difficult, demanding people. I was trolling the internet last night in preparation for this podcast, and I found an article on Eater.com with some standard tipping amounts, and it was I thought it was very comprehensive and useful. So let me just mention some of these here, and I'll ask you to chime in 
Sit-down restaurants, what's a standard tipping amount? Mike? Um, I would say 20% if the service and food have both been good. Yes. Kelly, you agree? I agree. I would focus on the service. I I don't want to penalize the server if the food isn't great, uh, but I won't go back. But I'll, I'll give the server a good tip if he or she is you know, doing their job. Okay. Yes. Eater says uh, 20% before tax is standard. 20% after tax is even nicer. What if you order an expensive wine at dinner, like a $100 bottle of wine? Do you tip 20%? I don't order $100 bottles of wine, Marna. <laughs> I, you know. Never, ever? Uh, okay, never. Well, I have never, ever, ever ordered. <laughs> I, I have barely... I, I haven't even bought a one hundred dollar bottle. I know. I'm ten ten dollars my price point, but (laughs) you have to ask Kelly that question. Kelly, (laughs) I don't think I've done that either, honestly. Um, But if I did, I think we have gotten wine before, but not a hundred dollar bottle. But I think you got a tip on it. It's twenty percent on an expensive bottle of wine. Yes. It's no different than anything else you're purchasing. Yeah, I kind of, I'm with Kelly on that for my $12 bottles of wine. Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) I hope my wife isn't listening. What about a $40? I mean, let's put it in the realm of more realistic for us. It's the same thing. Like yesterday was my husband's birthday and I took him out to dinner and um, I got a glass of wine. It was $13, which I was like, wow, that's a lot of money. I mean, that was part of the tip. You know, there wasn't a big effort there. It was, you know. Like not yeah. even a half a glass, but you tip on it. it yeah, I'm with Kelly. I, I don't distinguish between alcohol and food. But again, I'm not ordering $100 bottles of wine. Just want that to be out there. <laughs> How about $50 bottles? I can't remember the last time For I've special ordered a $50 bottle. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. Jeez. You got a tip on it. Okay. All right, you're a you're a two buck chuck guy, aren't you? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'll buy good bottles of wine, and I I appreciate good wine, but it just I I don't know that I could bring myself to spend that much at a restaurant. Mm. But that's why you, know. you go to the BYOB places, Mike. <laughs> oh, really? You get the best of both worlds. Yeah, oh, okay. bring your nice bottle of wine, and okay. you don't have to tip okay. on it. Huh. Yeah, and for the record, I think two buck chuck is a good wine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so while we're on the topic of wine. Bars. This was interesting to me. What do you tip at bars? And they have two distinctions here. A dive bar, one of my personal favorites, and a cocktail bar. <laughs> one of your personal favorites, Marna. Dive, I love dive bars. <laughs> well, there are a lot of them in Williamsburg, right? In other places I've lived, a lot of dive bars, which I frequent. <laughs> okay, that's another podcast, Marna. Um, that's too much information. Yeah, all right. We're going to work on that. Again, I'm kind of just working with the, you know, if it's good and I like it and it's it's been done well, I'm in the 20% category. Again, if you're buying At both a, places? Well, you know, I, I just don't, I don't whip out my calculator. Kind of doing very rough math here. And again, I'm rounding up kind of 15, 20%. Okay. Kelly? I kind of disagree with Mike. I mean, if I'm at a bar, you know, not getting food, like if I'm right up at the bar, I would do a buck or, a buck or two per drink. I mean, especially if I get a beer, I'm just going to give them a buck. I mean, I don't know how much the beer is, but I'm going to give them a buck. And if it's a, you know, if it's a cocktail, which I rarely get, I'll give them a couple bucks. Maybe I'm just math challenged. I don't take the time to do all that math stuff. Well, interestingly, eater.com says... It's a buck a drink at dive bars and 20% at cocktail bars, just like at a restaurant, 
20% if you're sitting there at the bar <clears throat> and being served and all that stuff. So I'm not that far off. Okay. No. Neither one of you. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, but so what, Marna, Marna I need some uh, some expert advice here. What does a like a Pabst Blue Ribbon cost at a dive bar? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, in, is in that my twenties, like three, three bucks. You know, a, yeah, I would say that's uh, the most these days. Three yeah, bucks. So you know, you're putting four dollars down on the counter then. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. These but days, I probably don't, five. I don't typically order Pabst Blue Ribbon anymore. Oh, you don't? I oh, have. Okay. I have in the past. Okay. <laughs> I'm a more discerning palate. Thank you very much. Oh. So that's that's nice that that's cleared up, though. I always wondered about how much to tip at bars. Yeah. Bakeries and coffee shops. If I'm ordering, so if I've, again, if I'm served at a table, then we're in the 20% range. If I walk up to a bakery counter and I say I want, you know, a dozen donuts, I don't tip. And I don't tip, for example, if I go, you know, one of the one of the best places to stop at least for us when we're traveling, is Dunkin' Donuts because they have great coffee and they have bagels and all kinds of things. I don't do many donuts anymore, but I don't tip at Dunkin' Donuts. So tell me, am I right or am I wrong? Do they even have a tip uh, jar there? I don't at know. Dunkin' Donuts? I don't know. I, I think mean, they do. I think they do. I mean, I don't go in a lot, but I think the last time I was there, I think they usually do, just like Starbucks. Yeah, seems to me I saw a sign at a Dunkin' Donuts that said, tipping is for exceptional service only. Oh, really? Yeah. See, that's the kind of thing that has shifted in our society where anybody who's behind a counter now puts out a, it seems like they put out a tip jar or there's that little extra line on the receipt where you have to fill something in before you get down to the total. Or even better now, the square, the, if you're working with square and the, the iPad swivels around yep. and you, you know, you have a choice and sometimes they don't even, they begin at 15, like it's 15%, yep. 20, 25%. And, and you just picked up a coffee. And, yeah. and that, I, that, I agree with you. That, that kind of galls me. Like, hey, you man, you just, I typically don't drink, you know, lattes and cappuccinos that require a little work. I get a plain old coffee a drip coffee and you know he just like pulled the coffee out of an urn by moving a spigot and then my lowest choice on the square payment thing is 15 percent. doesn't fly with me so that's All a right. no tip i'm done venting thank you guys <laughs> no no thank i agree you. with you that that's something i thought about in preparation for today's podcast because we have a local place in town it's it's really wonderful um it's a bakery, but they also have like locally sourced food and great coffees. But the setup is almost like a buffet. You go in, you can kind of pick out, it's all fresh, but you can kind of go get a tray, pick up what you like. You know, they have water available. You can help yourself. They have these really cool tables, kind of a cool setup. Um, if you get a cup of coffee, they make it for you, which literally is like pouring. You go to a, a hostess. And then when you leave to pay, like you can help yourself. And if you don't get coffee, you don't even go to the hostess. When you leave to pay, you have to go to the hostess. And she has, you know, an iPad. And, you know, it's got all the tip stuff there. And she hands it to you. And I'm kind of like, wow, you know, I, I really like this place. But I did everything. Yeah, Why right. Why am I going to? Does anybody clear your table or refill your drink or anything? No. I, I clear my table and I get my own drink and do yeah, all see, that. that now, and, and what's the lowest on the uh, little menu of tip You know, options? I forget, Mike. Usually I'll, you know, pick other and, and just do a buck or something. And, and the place is expensive. I mean, it's worth it. But, I mean, it's expensive. And, you know, you're seeing that more and more. Even when you get a coffee, there's that option now. 
And yeah, anything involving food, there's an yeah. expectation of tip. Yeah. That's Although, why you got to go to 7-Eleven or in my area, Wawa. <laughs> Wawa's and great, I isn't it? I love Wawa. I am a huge Wawa fan. Well, on um, this list of suggested tip amounts, it says if it's a buffet situation, a standard tip is 10%. Oh, really? But that would be when you go to a restaurant and you've got different choices on the menu. Somebody comes and helps you and you choose the buffet. But they do bring you drinks. They do clear your table. Right. This is more of a setup where you're kind of doing everything yourself. I think it's kind of a creep. Kind yeah, of yeah, I think I think creep, a lot yeah. of us have a, a little yeah. bit of a problem with that when you're doing everything I mean, yourself. I'm, I'm guessing yeah. you guys don't tip when you go to the counter in McDonald's or... Uh, Burger King or Wendy's. I mean, I, not typically. I no. Yeah, I mean, there's not even an option. I mean, you're. Yeah. There's not even a tip jar. There's nothing. I right. Mean, so now a lot not. of places have that do more or less the same thing. You know, maybe the quality of the food's a little better, but it's still it's still pretty fast food. They've moved to a whole you know tip expectation. Let's say there's a category of restaurants called fast casual, which I think is something like Panera where you order at the counter, and then they bring it out to you, to the table. And they're saying that in those situations, that's a 20% tip as well. Wow. That's really interesting because, you know, the restaurants have shed a lot of their responsibility because you're doing a lot of the work. Because at Panera, you clear your table. Yeah, and um, get your drink and You everything. get your drink, and you stand in line, and that's the distinction. If you're standing in line, um, maybe it's not the kind of place where you tip 20%. I agree, and the weird thing with Panera is that you know, you wait in line, you order, and you can determine a tip then. There is an option for that while you're, you know, while you're paying if you're in the in the restaurant. And I might do a buck or something. But after that, I've never seen anybody leave money on a table or anything like that. You know, I think another customer would probably grab it up because there's really right. no mm-hmm. regular waiters or waitresses yeah. on mm-hmm. the that floor. That would be my concern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 On to some different situations. Sky cap. What do you tip the sky cap? What's the rule? these days used to be a buck a bag yeah i usually do it by bag and it depends on the bag but you know i i'm typically if i'm i don't travel that much anymore and if i have the need for a sky cap you know if i have just a couple bags it's usually five bucks a bag but if there's a whole bunch i would give him more not more per bag but just more money five bucks Um, a bag yeah, it depends. I mean, wow, it, again, it depends. Yeah, you're like Rockefeller. I know. <laughs> I want to carry, no, carry your suitcases, Mike. I think you heard my previous comment about bottles of wine, so let's not confuse <laughs> me with having a lots of money. <laughs> when you need help and they can get you to the right place and move your bags, boy, that's pretty That's pretty good. That's a real service. He rendered a real service, and, and again, I don't know what their minimum wage is, but I think they probably don't get much and they would work for their tips. Yeah. So according to emilypost.com, standard tipping on Skycap is $2 for the first bag and a dollar for each additional bag. Okay. So, yeah. so you're generous. I mean, I do a little better than that. If, if I have a couple of bags, I'll give the guy five bucks. Yeah. I, mean. I always now just tip two bucks each bag. And I always remember now, it took me years to do this, to um, supply my wallet with $1 bills when I'm traveling. So I always have something to give people. Kelly, housekeepers at a hotel where you're staying. Do you tip? I used to not, and my husband kind of pointed out to me he does. And I think what you're supposed to do, we usually leave like five or ten bucks when we leave the hotel. Um, and we're usually there only a night. But uh, I think what they recommend, because you have rotating crews, is, you know, 
you know, leave two to three dollars for each night so that if you have a different cleaning woman that does your room on one night, you know, she'll each will kind of benefit as they work. That's pretty much what Emily Post says. She says two to five dollars a day paid daily in an envelope. Yeah, we never have an envelope, so we just leave it out. So I don't know. I'm seeing them more often. Okay, I hope they get it. I never really know. Um, And then for our, you know, we have a housekeeper, cleaning person that comes um, every other week. And I try at Christmas to to give them just an additional kind of cleanings as sort of a thank you at at the end of the year. Here's another one I'm glad to finally have cleared up for me. What do you tip a taxi driver, Mike? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on. I mean, I guess I'll round up. International traveler that you are? Yeah, well, you know, you don't typically tip a taxi driver in Europe. I, I guess I round up. I, I don't I don't take enough taxis to even have that in my head, Marna. Sorry. Kelly, do you have any idea? I think it's still 15 to 20 percent unless it's like a short ride. Like, And I usually use Uber. If it's a short ride, you've you got to give them at least two to three bucks, I think. But if it's anything longer, you just do the 15 to 20 percent. That's what Emily Post says, 15 to 20 percent of the fare. Okay, Kelly, now that I've got you here, um, hairstylists. What's a standard tip for hairstylists? Okay, so on this one, in preparation for today, I, I talked with my hairstylist, who is wonderful. She's talented. She's skilled. She's very professional. So uh, I just want to say thank you, Gina, and thanks for giving me a uh, a quote and some advice for today. She says, tipping is a courtesy not to be expected, especially for hairstylists. We get paid a percentage of what we bring to the salon and the chair. Waiters and waitresses depend on their tips to live because they get paid less than minimum wage. If a client were to tip 20% on top of their hair service bill, for me, that would be a huge bonus and over the top, but never expected. 15% is the usual norm. So that's what Gina said. and um, That's and good to hear. Yeah, she's really, um, I go to her, my sister, my mom, she's really a pro. I think she's been with her salon over 30 years, and she's just very talented, and, and she's super successful. She's really, I would consider her a businesswoman. She owns a home. She's, you know, got some other um, business ventures. I was thrilled when she agreed to, to give me some input. I'm glad she weighed in. Yeah, yeah that's very yeah. interesting. Sometimes when I go to the hairstylist, I get an expensive procedure done, like uh, color, two-phase color, like color the roots and also give me highlights. And that can be a very expensive time in the chair, like over $100. <laughs> right, so, yeah. I, I mean... you got a tip on it. If, if they do a good job, I yeah. think you do the 15 to 20%. Yeah, well, that's hairstyle 15 to 20%. That's right. Apparently, I formally apologized to my hairstylist. Rachel, I haven't been giving you enough tip. <laughs> <laughs> All right, two more questions. Say you have some furniture delivered to your house or office. Do you tip the furniture delivery people, Mike? I typically will tip movers. It depends. It again, it's situational. I mean, we had a we had a sofa delivered back in the early days of COVID, and everybody was kind of worried about how it would go. And these guys were great, and they'd driven a long ways, and I tipped them both in cash. I don't remember the amount. I think movers who've kind of really invested in your stuff, especially if they're like long haul movers and they they were the ones that picked it up and they drop it off. Yes. Big tip. Um, If somebody brings uh, just, I don't know, that's the only piece of furniture I can can remember coming in. So I guess the answer is yes, Marna. Back to the movers. When you say big tip, what's a big tip for the mover? 
you know, I would say 20 to each guy at least, something like that. That's in the ballpark what I did last time I moved. Yeah, Mm -hmm. 20 to each guy. Kelly, what do you think about tipping the furniture delivery people? I think it's a good idea. I don't know that we've done that, though. We've moved quite a bit. No, I'm talking about the furniture store delivery people who bring your couch. I'm asking because I never thought about tipping them. Honestly, I don't think I, I don't think I did either. And and we've we've recently had some furniture delivered in the last couple of years. I don't think I tipped them. So I don't know if I that was a big faux pas. So Emily Post says call and ask the store for their policy on tipping and get a suggested amount. Okay. Wow. So okay. That's the first time I ever thought about tipping furniture delivery people. Yeah. Yeah. It never crossed my mind and. You know, especially if you're buying high-end, expensive furniture and you're paying for delivery, I don't know that you're supposed to tip on top of that. Maybe you are. It's worth a call to the store. Agreed. Now, I want to mention, I came across a couple articles online of restaurants in New York City who are moving to a gratuity-included policy where the tipping is figured into the menu prices and servers are paid more per hour than $2.13, which is what they're paid now. It's meeting with mixed reviews, this tipping included restaurant formula. Some people like it, some people don't. Have you guys heard about this? You know, I've heard about it because having spent a lot of time in Europe, that's the norm in most of Europe. And again, Europe is a crazy place where you don't quite know the rules. You got to look them up. I have heard about this, Marna, and I, I kind of think it's a good idea. It seems to me, again, I've never been in, in a restaurant as, a, as somebody who works there, but you know, it allows, it allows every server to get what they deserve. And then you can still tip on top of that if you want to. I mean, that's kind of the norm in Europe. I think it has some merit. So in Germany, Mike, it's like a no tipping situation or... Tipping yeah. optional? Yeah, tipping optional. Tip Again, you typically round the check up, but you don't even have to round it up that much if you're close to the nearest, uh, you know, euro or 10 euros. But you can definitely tip if you've been served in a way which deserves it. So, But it's certainly not expected. Kelly, what are your thoughts on the tipping included menu? It concerns me. It really does. I worry that wait staff you know, service workers will be taken advantage of. Is that money really going to them? Are they then receiving minimum wage? Because right now, I think the construct is, you know, that there's a different minimum wage for those types of service workers than there is for everybody else. So I would be concerned that the restaurant will just be pocketing the money. My second worry is that it's just a way to up the prices and most people are still going to tip, and so they're just paying more. Both of these things that you brought up came up in the articles I read, too. Yeah, that's a real concern, because it is already, I mean, to eat out and eat out well, it is already just incredibly expensive. Oh, yeah, and New York City is crazy. Yeah, it's crazy nuts. crazy expensive. It's nuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if either of you have been on cruises but I've taken two. One was back in 1990, and one was more recently, 2017. And back in 1990, at the end of the cruise, there was a, a lot of instruction and education on what you should be tipping your cabin person, your sommelier, your server, your uh, cruise director, and envelopes were given out. And, you know, we apportioned money to each of them. And at the most recent cruise in 2017, I noticed that they would just put a standard gratuity charge on each day and leave it at that. I think it was like 17 bucks a day. You know, I kind of preferred it that way. (laughs) Yeah, that's been my experience, Marna. I've only taken one cruise. That was a long time ago. But there was a charge on your bill at the end. It's very off-putting to have to kind of like 
start shelling out money at the end. If if I want a tip, I want to do it proximate to the to the service rendered so that, you know, there's immediate feedback to the person who took care of me. So to do it at the end of a cruise and like, oh my God, I can't even remember what happened on day one. Seems kind of perfunctory, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Okay, this has been a great conversation today. Let's keep it going. Send us an email or leave a voicemail at our website, ethicsandetiquette.com. Check out our Instagram at ethicsetiquette and our Facebook page, Ethics and Etiquette. If you want to support what we're doing, subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, and we'd appreciate it if you took time to leave a positive review while you're there. And thank you to all of you who keep recommending Ethics and Etiquette to your friends and family. For Kelly Halligan Zimmerman and Mike Derrick, I'm Marna Ashburn, and this is Ethics and Etiquette, a thought-provoking dialogue about everyday dilemmas. Thanks for being with us this week, and please join us again. New episodes are posted on the first and third Wednesdays of every month. See you then.